Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Back in the 1930s, traveling the nation's highways, if you were black, was fraught with peril. Stopping at the wrong roadside diner could lead to discrimination. Running out of gas on a highway could lead to an encounter with the Ku Klux Klan. Making a bad turn into sundown town, where African Americans were not permitted after dark, could lead to a lynching. Some of those towns constructed signs at their borders warning, don't let the sun go down on you, accompanied by a racial slur. In other words, a short trip down the road could be a death mission. But one unique travel guide offered a way to sidestep that danger and humiliation, listing hotels and businesses from New York City to Birmingham, Alabama that were friendly to black patrons. It was called the Negro Motorist Green Book, and for 30 years it helped keep black travelers safe. A key artifact of the African-American experience, the guide is making a reappearance of sorts in a new movie titled Green Book, which depicts Don Shirley, the late Jamaican jazz pianist, being driven by a white chauffeur on a concert road trip through segregated America. In the film, before they hit the road, someone slips the driver a green book, explaining that black people can't stay everywhere and that the guide might help them find accommodations. The man behind the guidebook was named Victor Green. He was a postal worker who lived in Harlem with his wife Alma, and he set out to write the book after being subjected to discrimination during a car trip. Just what you have been looking for, he wrote in promoting his guide. Now we can travel without embarrassment. The first version of the guidebook was published in 1936 and documented safe places in metropolitan New York. It listed hotels, tourist homes, service stations, restaurants, garages, taxicabs, beauty parlors, barbershops, tailors, drugstores, taverns, nightclubs, and funeral homes that welcomed black people at a time in the country when it was legal for establishments to discriminate by race. The response to the first guide was so great that the next issue went national, offering listings across the United States. Over the years, the price varied. Some editions cost 75 cents, others $1.50. Salespeople helped distribute the copies. Customers could also order the guidebook in Green's Harlem office. In Kansas City, according to the guidebook, the Cadillac Hotel offered hot and cold water in every room for reasonable prices. A half-page ad for the Edison Hotel in San Francisco promised it was open 24 hours a day, featured a coffee shop and cocktail lounge, and was fireproof, Class A. In Washington, the nightclubs listed included Republic Gardens, Club Bali, and Club Caverns. The guide included upcoming national conventions and articles on safe driving rules and what to wear in Bermuda. Green longed for a country where his guide wouldn't be needed. Going out of print 
would represent social progress and meaningful change. He wrote in the introduction, it will be a great day for us to suspend this publication, for then we can go wherever we please and without embarrassment. Except during World War II, the Green Book Guide was published annually until 1967. That was three years after the passage of the landmark Civil Rights Act, when discrimination by race was outlawed. But Green had died four years earlier, never seeing the moment he dreamed of. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Deneen Brown, who reported this story for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.